tonight, Tony and I golfed, and like we got paired paired up with this random guy. He was he works for uh, Golf Digest as a course raider, so he goes around and plays like the courses all over, like crazy courses. And he's the guy that like puts his ratings in and then sends it in. And that when you get like the top 100 lists or you know the best in state lists, like he's the guy, one of the guys that does that. What do you say about Sandridge? He liked it a lot. I mean, he said it was beautiful. And you, you know, say the guests were kind of assholes. <laughs> He said, the people here, <laughs> motherfuckers, are douchers. Course, beautiful. Put them both together, it's eh. It's a six and a half. <laughs> Not going to break the top 100 this year. That's another Olympic issue I have. What happened to fucking... Are we recording? Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Oh, okay. Are we really? Yeah. All right, good. See? Because I think it's like good shit. I thought you want to do this little thing where we talk at the beginning and then you play the song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're a- talking right now, so... I was getting shy. Mike's got his. Oh. Huh? Yeah. Hey, everybody, welcome back. That was the Atari's take on a Don Henley classic, Boys of Summer. I can't talk about music without doing like the Patrick O'Brien like voice, nasal, real nasally. A little Bob Mennery. A little Bob Mennery. A little, little barstool sports action. Uh, anyway, welcome back. The Boys of Summer are back. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Sorry to keep you guys waiting, um, but we're here to, to help you cut some weight. Uh, sorry about that. It's been a little bit. Shane, this is episode number 23. Yeah, and you are uh, breaking out something special for this episode. Absolutely. I've been wearing it all week just in hopes that it would make sense, but I'm wearing my high school football jersey, Thunderbird, Pride. Number, uh, number 23. Countywide. Yeah, for I think, sure. I think that jersey's seen some better days. What do you think? Number 23. And it's saw, saw no better day than uh, uh, Delphus Jefferson. Either like just, September just, 9th, <laughs> that fateful day. Either from looking at the jersey, I mean, it's, it's quite tattered. Either... You were probably like the T-Bird's biggest badass, or that was your practice jersey, and you were on JV, and you just got the shit kicked out of you every day. I don't know. Listeners, there's a poll out there. Was Stahl a badass, or did he get his ear pads knocked out by Pete Dorley and Andy Guglielmi once? Uh, that actually happened. Yeah, got well, my, both of my ear pads knocked out by two uh, all... City, state, I don't know linebackers. Pete Dorley, Andy Guglielmi. Wow. They must bent have... my face mask. <laughs> like, <laughs> they hit you from the two sides. <laughs> I mean, was this planned on their part? It sounds it's it's probably tough to do that. Scout offense scout offense yeah. ran a six oh trap. Sophomore year scout <laughs> offense. You, you know, you you can figure out the rest. I uh, yeah, I took uh grabbed that ball by both ends and and uh boy, did they they put it to me. But um yeah, well, Safe to say, I didn't get the first down. No. Uh, anywho, uh, we've got a great show for you tonight. We've got three-time guests here. This is, I mean, there's no one else in the three-timers club. There's no one even in the two-timers club. We're joined by Tony Brunetti. Tony, welcome. Thank you. I, I almost feel like I'm part of the family now. Not, I mean, not like, you're, not, family, you're like, not. We no, just not, couldn't find anybody else. Yeah, not the part that you like. Like the part of the family <laughs> yeah, that you try right, to right. avoid, but the keeps part showing that, up. The part that keeps coming around, <laughs> yeah. like uninvited, yeah. right. Yeah. The part that like on Thanksgiving, you're like, oh, Tony's coming over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but welcome back, Tony. Welcome back to Cutting Weight Cabin. We made some improvements to the cabin. We is. What, we, we is. We have. We're going <laughs> to... We is, we is making improvements. <laughs> we is making some improvements on the cutting white cabin, y'all. 
It must be this this heavy beer I'm drinking here. But this place looks phenomenal. We'll have to uh, post some pictures. Yeah, you really you really uh, tidied up the place, Mike. I see all your. Uh you know, all your military stuff. You got some other, like, really important awards in the corner we were talking about. The hot, the hot yep. chick off was also, like, probably... <laughs> yep. Rock off championship bracket as well. Yeah. And that's uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Melissa and I got into a, uh, a pretty good fight. I was out here for a week, and I decided to hang some stuff up. So, uh, you know what? Sometimes everybody needs a little time apart. A little time apart. They call it... It's, it's not just cutting away cabin. It's self-care cabin. Trial separation cabin. <laughs> Trial separation cabin. You name it. Uh, it has many, many words. <laughs> many, many names. Uh, so how's your guys' summer been? Obviously, you know, we have been going balls to the wall with family, with friends, and everything else. It's been hard to find time to do this podcast. We're glad to be spending it with you here. And uh, let us take you for a ride. I'm a little bit disappointed no one mentioned that I got a haircut. No one even noticed. No one complimented me. I didn't, I didn't notice that you got a haircut. And it doesn't look like you got a haircut. Oh, Christ. I don't even know why I bothered. Did you get a haircut? I got a haircut. Oh, it looks great, Mike. Yeah, I saw you last Friday. It you, does. Said, you said, I need a haircut. And I, it's I guess too, now that you mention it, your hair's shorter. No, it's too late. Guys. I mean, I keep staring at this jersey. It's hard for me to even <laughs> take my eyes off it. It's too late. Okay. All right. We. I mean, the Olympics are going on. We just had... I have so many things to say about the Olympics. I just, I'm, I'm just waiting to talk about it. Um, we've got, uh, geez, I don't know what, uh, what else we're going to talk about here today, Shane. We've got, well, we're going to talk about the Olympics. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the, the Guardians. We're going to talk about the Guardians. We're going to talk about maybe we delve into mental health just a little bit to talk about the Olympics. We talk a little bit about things that. This is this one has hit me hard pretty recently. Things that everyone else loves, but you don't you don't so much. Huh. And I feel like I'm a little bit of a cynic when it comes to some of that stuff. But uh, I just hope I don't bring up your haircut. Yeah, we're gonna dive right in. <laughs> that's that's right. things that only Mike loves. <laughs> Thing, I don't. I love my haircut, but you guys didn't say anything about it. You didn't even notice I got highlights. I just got, like the first time I met you, or maybe even that I lost a few pounds. <laughs> Yeah. But then gained it right back. <laughs> and then some. <laughs> and then some. Boy, this jersey doesn't... This jersey still fits me like I'm wearing shoulder pads. <laughs> it, you know what? It looks great on you, Mike. I feel like you're, you're really searching for compliments right now. Have you had a rough week? No. It's only Wednesday. You, I don't you, think my self-esteem has been higher. No. That's because you haven't seen most of, these, most of us in a month. That's true. I, when I don't see you guys, I can I, I get... I get increased self-esteem because I don't have to compare myself to such godly Adonises. That's true, Shane. Well, you said it. Your words. Um, we do need to talk about a beer here. Uh, it is Rheingeist since he made. This is not the first one we've talked about Rheingeist, but boy, they do pump out some pretty uh, serious volume. I did read something recently, and I don't know if you guys saw this. It was, and I think it was on like the local news. It was about um, NFL stadiums that consume the most beer. Uh, both Pittsburgh and Cleveland rank in the top ten. <laughs> Number one guesses. Give us a guess. Cincinnati. So, Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals. Numero uno in beer consumed. Huh. Well, they're close to Kentucky. <laughs> they are close to Kentucky. So you do the math there, but. 
They do the math. I would think maybe yeah. um, like Green Bay, though. That's what I mean, my guess would have been. Although I don't know if Green Bay's capacity of their stadium is that big. I and can't they, imagine they can, like, like the Bengals stadium is that big either. But I mean, I mean they've they've had a lot to lament in Cincinnati. I suppose as so, well, but like but, I know every Browns game I've been to. It seems like people are doing a really good job of consuming alcohol. <laughs> trying to be number like, one. I can't I imagine. I would have said, having been to that parking lot, having been to that stadium, having been there on the good days, the bad days, I would say that I would have bet hands down Cleveland. But I wonder if it's including like the tailgate and just the concession sales. You know what I mean? Oh, right. I mean, like, it, it was probably just the concession probably. sales. Probably. It would be, it'd be hard. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you walk through Muni Lot, you'd be like, yeah, this is this is it. Like, this, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot every of people of in the problem. Muni Lot that don't even make it into the stadium. We do. Or once they get into the stadium, they're so shit-faced, they're puking on themselves, they don't even buy a beer. I've heard of that happening, yes. Um, or maybe they wear, like, it's raining, and they wear rain, rain pants to the game, and they just piss themselves the entire game. I have... Yes, I mean heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but you're right. I would say Buffalo probably stands yeah, a chance. for sure. Like, <laughs> like Buffalo any like for Rust sure. Belt team, <laughs> yeah, just loves drinking. Yeah, Cincinnati. I don't. I've only been to one game in Cincinnati, and I just can't say that the, like their tailgate environment is anything compared to the Muni lot. No, but I I love to like we need to do a road trip one time. Go up to Buffalo and see what like the Bills Mafia has and stuff. Like those people are crazy. I mean, they're I mean, smashing. They're, they're doing like top turnbuckle jumps off of campers in the table, smashing. Like people are going to the hospital at the tailgate, <laughs> not for fighting, just from like doing ridiculous, stupid shit. When it, which I want to see. Partaken. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> this coming from a guy who's who, who filled a person's shoe with cheesy potatoes and then and then threw it back at them on I ninety? That's not the c- completely correct story. <laughs> I, I did do that, but also I had a whole tin of uneaten cheesy potatoes, and it was after a Steelers game, and the car was like stuck in traffic, and you know there were Steelers fans in the car like giving a shit because the Browns had lost. You know, for, this was probably ten years ago, and they're they're giving a shit. We're still standing in the media lot after the game. And they had nowhere to go, so I jumped the fence and had like a five-pound tin of full cheesy potatoes, like kind of hiding behind my back. And I'm like, you know, like, what do you keep yelling at me for? And like, I'm roll your window down. They roll their window down. I took the entire tin and just chucked it inside their whole car. And then they had nothing to do. And that was that was the Browns. That was a win for the Browns, I think. <laughs> that turned the tide right there. Uh, we haven't finished fully describing this beer. It's actually called. Uh, mathlete, <clears throat> and don't be fooled. This is a local local IPA. Uh, registers at a 4.0. And look, it's the boys of summers. We're all shedding unwanted pounds right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we got the beach bodies going. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like a lemonade to me. It doesn't even <laughs> taste like anything. Like, like a watered down lemonade. Yeah, this is not. Uh, this is not my favorite Rheingeist beer, but I guess if I were really serious about my fitness, I would probably drink this on a weeknight, uh, say a Wednesday when we're recording Cutting Weight. Um, when you got to be at the top of your game. But instead, I've had uh, six chill waves <laughs> to make this even make sense to me. <laughs> to make this make sense for my body, I had to drink six or seven 9.0 IPAs. But this is a nice uh dessert uh, it's, it's it's the fresca of beers it's like I a mean. brunch beer 
It's know? a brunch beer, but that, but but it's not bad tasting. Shane, what do you think of the the Mathlete? Yeah, no, for a lighter lighter IPA, it, it tastes really good. It's got a lot of flavor. Um, I would have guessed, wouldn't have guessed it was only 115 calories, like it says. But um, yeah, it's definitely uh, a drink, very drinkable. The problem is you're gonna drink it really fast. Yeah, and at 4.0, you don't have to worry about that because it's... Uh, you're, you're supposed to. <laughs> you drink eight of these, and then you go out and you, you speed race someone. Like, this is this is your, like, IPA bonging beer. <laughs> yeah, right. You get credit for bonging this? Yeah, I bonged, like, four IPAs. Was it Mathlete? Yeah, it was. All right, well, that doesn't really... Matter. So, see, that's one IPA you bong. Yeah, so I'll, I'll read... I'll try to read this, even though we've... I think we've outlawed reading here in the past. Data don't lie. Hit the buzzer because the numbers are in. This is the most flavor you can fit into a 115-calorie IPA. Crisp, refreshing, and unaccountably hoppy. You don't need a TI-84. That's a nice reference. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> to know Mathlete is a sum greater than its parts. Cheers. Well, whoever's Cheers. in their marketing campaign really knows how to write those. They do a nice job. Good, colorful can. It's and, a cool uh, looking can. I obviously like caught my eye, bought it, not knowing what I was getting, and what I should have got was just uh, probably some some uh, a multivitamin. I mean, I think it's a good beer for like if you want to introduce your like young children to beer. Yeah. That's a good idea. I think it's a good should. first beer, first yeah. IPA. You know, when this they, is when the they first turn beer twelve, should have like, ever had like a, a a straw and cellophane taped to the side. <laughs> Capri Sun style, <laughs> or just like yeah, plastic top where you just poke the straw in and, and just slurp it down, and they're like, "I love you, Dad." And you're like, "I love you too, son. Go puke over there." <laughs> I think we should write a uh, write to Ryan guys and tell him he should come in pouches. <laughs> yeah, Capri Sun pouches. It looks it, it kind of looks like a Capri Sun can there a little bit. Anywho, let's dive into the subject matter. Number one, I think it's on the top of everybody's, uh, it's top of mind for everybody right now. We recently changed Cleveland's baseball team from the Indians, the tribe, to the Guardians. G-Men. Or the G-Men, I guess we're going to go with that now because we hate that name so much. <laughs> That's the kind of emotion I'm looking to elicit here. What are what are your thoughts, guys that have grown up here and lived here? And I don't know. It, I don't know if lives. this is true or not, but I did see some memes that um, like the corner bar now is called the G Spot. Is that true? <laughs> I don't know, but I'll never be able to find it if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, if that's the case, uh, I think Melissa's over in the corner shaking her head. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's he right. All right. All right. You know, true, true. Uh, no, but uh, yeah. So the the Guardians. First of all, for our listeners that that uh, in Malaysia, uh, <laughs> the Guardians is a symbol from uh, the the Hope Bridge. Yep. Hope Ridge that connects the east and west banks of uh, Cleveland over the Cuyahoga River. And they are the, um, before you get too excited about that, they are the guardians of traffic. Um, so traffic. they took really these beautiful statues on this bridge, frankly. I mean, they're, they're, they're just like uh, really cool to look at. And they're kind of, you know, imposing figures <clears throat> uh, from from their from their 
the top of their heads down to their nipples. But then when you actually see what they're holding, I mean, they could have been holding like a sword, anything, a sword, a battle axe, yeah. a jackhammer, their own dicks. <laughs> like they could have been like they could have been holding anything. One's holding a trolley. The other one's holding a small car. They're just like playing with toys, like children's <laughs> yeah, toys. Just like Guy, put the toy down. Like, what are you doing? Like, the, the guardians of traffic. And everyone who's ever been stuck in traffic on that bridge is probably like, fuck you, guardian. <laughs> you ain't doing shit. <laughs> yeah. Get this traffic moving. Like, we'd rather, like, your arm, you're holding on that truck. Like, point me. Like, get these cars going in the right direction. I don't. Okay, but you take that, parlay that into some Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff. Is Groot going to be walking through the stand? Is Star-Lord going to be, you know, Star-Lord... Um, Drax and you know uh, Rocket Raccoon I don't know if I'm getting that name right but like are the Guardians of the Galaxy going to be trademarked to be brought into this situation that could be cool they, I think they did you say are, that, that, I think you are better than the Cleveland Indians marketing <laughs> department like you're thinking 10 steps beyond what they've thought <laughs> I just don't know And but I, I I mean if you take just the 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 again from Top of their head down to their nipples. That is a menacing, really cool statue. And if that like very kind of, stoic, very absolutely, like, very like guard, guardian. Yeah, it's 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 a gorgeous statue. And if you chisel away everything else and put like their their swords in their hands or whatever, then it, it is really cool. But um, I don't know thoughts. Did did we move too abruptly away from the Native American thing? Did we did we give up? Did we fold? Did we I mean, did you think that was even necessary? Could we have done something more respectful? Thoughts? I mean, I th- I think they I mean, if they were, they did made the decision they were going to change the name and that's fine. I, I I it's one of those things like people get really mad about it like but I think about it like did I ever go to go to a baseball game thinking, "Man, I just love that they're called the Indians." Like that was just what they were called. Like to me, it's like that's my that's my team. I love Indian I love Indians baseball, but I love Cleveland baseball. I love my team. Like I don't really care what they're called. At the end of the day, like it's not that big of a deal. I know some people are you know are like I'm not. I'm never going to a game again. I'm like, well, I just renewed my season tickets for next year. Um, maybe they're cheaper now because those people aren't going. Yeah, maybe they maybe they'll save me. Maybe I have a little extra room. Maybe those people should get row. go get vaccinated. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably the same people. You're right. Yeah. Huh. And um, and they haven't been to I a mean, game it's, in five it's, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably yeah, same people complaining. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as like the name Guardians, like people, no matter what they chose, like eighty percent of the people were gonna hate it. Like it, it didn't matter what it was, they were just gonna hate it. So as far as the names, I wish it would have been something a little more creative. Maybe they had. Cha- <laughs> I don't, I don't like those odds. Change the eighty <laughs> percent. Okay, guys, we're gonna name ourselves the Poopers. Eighty percent, really? Oh, jeez. No, poopers Please. actually got seventy percent. <laughs> yeah, that would have been less. Thirty percent actually came in as yeah. positive. We got positive feedback from poopers. <laughs> Cleveland poopers. I kind of wish they would have changed the colors, maybe, and kind of just went a whole refresh. I mean, the logo looks a little similar. The guardian's name. Oh my god, it looks the exact same. It just yeah. it seemed like it was just kind of thrown together to me. I don't like, love yeah. the name at all. I think that I actually would have preferred probably if they would have went back to like the spiders yeah, or something. I like that one too. Yeah. But. Uh, you know, like like Shane said, I don't like. There wasn't a name that was gonna like everyone was gonna say like this is great. Yeah, and you know, twenty thirty years from now, our maybe not our kids because our kids knew the Indians a little bit, but like that next generation will just grow up with the Guardians, and it'll just be you know the Cleveland Guardians, and it wouldn't even you know. 
I saw one thing on Twitter. Somebody's like, that's the worst name in all of sports. And then somebody's like, there's two teams that are named after their socks. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, how can that be the worst name? <laughs> yeah, and the, the Lakers are 5,000 miles away from the lake. <laughs> right. I mean, there's a, the Jazz are in Utah, yeah. not New Orleans, where they used to be. I mean, like, there's a lot of one, well, ones that don't make sense. The Jazz scene in Utah and Salt Lake, I don't know if you've ever been there, Shane. It's, it's, it's underground, but it's very that south. jazz scene is very good. Very yeah. low alcohol beers and very... Very good jazz. That's what Salt Lake's. I'll take your word for it. Absolutely. Um, And polygamy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's when things get jazzy. That's when it gets jazzy. You don't don't make all those kids to you know country music or all those wives. (laughs) All right, uh, Shane. Next topic. It's on the tip of everyone's tongues. Olympics. Olympics. Uh, Nice alliteration there. Um, what's everybody think about the Olympics today compared to the Olympics that they experienced when they were a kid? I remember tuning into like every minute of those when I was a kid and watching like sports that I understood, sports that I could play in school, sports that, well, and for the most part, sports that I understood. I don't know like what's happening now. I turned on the channel the other day and I saw three on three basketball yes. played on a half court and I was like, "We're doing this? What are we doing this for? Like, I don't understand what we're doing this for." Like, you took basketball, which you, they already have in the Olympics, which is already in the Olympics. Like, I I just don't know where this is going. Does anyone else feel the same way? Like, I'm I'm kind of upset about it. The other the point that I wanted to bring up was like. We keep moving this around the world and like destroying. We keep building up this infrastructure to support the Olympics, but then like it becoming waste the next year. Like, especially this year, they built all these venues with all these stands and there's nobody there. I yeah, mean, everything still says 2020, as it should. I yeah, mean, but I, I mean, guess like to commemorate that, COVID. You know, that shit was already built. Like, you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't no. plan for you know no, for no, no. something to happen like that. But I, I do agree. Like, there's so many crazy sports now. Like, although, like, I can't say that I've noticed as much because my Olympic experience this year has been at night. <clears throat> me and you know Vanessa and the kids will we'll sit down and watch the Olympics. So at night, when you watch primetime, it's like it's either like track or swimming or gymnastics, like the, the yeah. same stuff it's you watch. Same three up. sports. So I mean, and it's and it's cool. It's been cool because my middle daughter has been totally into it and she's like not a sports fan at all but like she and i sit up till 11 o'clock every night watching these things which like she doesn't know that i've already like know all the results of it because it's all tape delayed but you know that's been cool but when i the thing that makes me angry is i know we're kind of biased here because we all have a wrestling background but like to see that wrestling has six weight classes and they took it away that from a you know they should have 10 weight classes i i think and then they're taking opportunities away from a sport like that that's been the olympics for ever and giving them to these other sports that are just like they just made them up like yesterday mm-hmm. and it's like i don't even like is there a professional three-on-three basketball league that i'm not aware of it's all the guys they're actually they're actually the is <laughs> there actually is a three-on-three league but but that anyone cares about no no one's watching it like what's the pool for this sport like at some point tony I mean, and i could could qualify for the olympics if we just play like the Paper wedge football. Well, like, yeah, we got a shot. I think I saw. I saw. I mean, look at this middle finger. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's good from like probably sixteen meters. I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I just don't. I, I don't understand it. 
I, I saw I, a guy on a trampoline like that was from my gym class <laughs> in middle school, and they had a trampoline like, and he was just jump up and down. He got a gold medal. Like I don't even know like, what he was doing. <laughs> he's just, and he's also like tied to like the carnival things, like on the like. <laughs> he's also got like trampoline like, safety straps tied to him too, and he's like wee wee. No, but like. I mean, I know we're watching the Summer Olympics now, but like, and you go to the curling, and those guys just look like they met at a bar like hours before. <laughs> I'm just like, we got four dads at a uh, soccer game down the road that come and compete in like curling. Like, you should be, a, it's like bowling. It might as well be like winter bowling. Yeah. Like, I don't know why those guys are. Is bowling not a sport? I think it is. I think we should get it, it in. It should be. Like, how is bowling not even any more important than, I like, guess, skateboarding? I guess, like, yeah. what, what, what in your mind makes a sport worthy of Olympic consideration? You should have to be athletic. <laughs> you, you should. should, you should. Okay, so you shouldn't... Oh, so maybe, <laughs> pe- like, pellet gun is out. Air rifle, you're saying, is... Yeah, like yeah, shooting's like, not an Olympic any of those sport. precision precision sports or not. Well, I get the the like the was it the biathlon in winter when they have to like cross country ski impressive. and then yeah. shoot. Like okay, I get that because there's skiing involved. But when you're just like sitting in a chair like planking a target, not just that. I mean, you're ten meters away from that thing, or I don't know how far, and I don't care. <laughs> but you're wearing all sorts of braces. <laughs> Like visual guides and everything else, and it's like you look like RoboCop. They look, look like I, RoboCop shooting these little I, targets. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure, but I think if you give me six weeks, I'll beat you. Silver medal. <laughs> I don't no, at least be on the podium. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm gonna qualify for the Olympics. Um, I mean, can we talk about the elephant in the room though? I, I saw a sport the other day. This guy got a got a medal. He's 62 years old. And the horse did all the work. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. Like, they just tell a horse to do shit around the court. Yeah, and he's a guy who's 62 years old, and he got, like, a bronze medal. Yeah, what the fuck? I mean, what are we doing? And they want a sport to be, like, accessible to people around the globe or whatever, like... There can't only be, like, five countries that can afford to ship horses, like, to Japan to compete. Yes, so they get tortured until they understand what this human is saying. Yeah. It's like it's like when you watch the uh, uh, the uh, you watch equestrian stuff, but uh, I don't know what they're called. Like it's like lippins on her horses or whatever. They're just like dancing around, like in a way that a horse was never meant to do, right. like ever. They got a ponytail, like braided. They're like a yeah. circus pony. Yeah, like 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 that horse has been tortured to do this for that. That horse doesn't want to do that for that human. Right. right, and we're gonna yeah, we're gonna protest in the American national anthem, but that fucking horse better right. fucking dance. It's like no, it's in its breeding. I was like, that horse does not want to do that. <laughs> that horse doesn't want to do this. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop. Like that horse is never like go out, go out to the to Montana, find me a horse that's just out in the prairie, just like <laughs> all the single ladies, all single ladies, all single ladies, all single ladies. I like that horse. It's baby. We found our horse. <laughs> we found it. That's our next Olympian right there. Well, I mean, not that horse, but that 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 white girl is gonna ride it. And by God, she's gonna she's gonna win a medal. I wish uh, the listeners could have seen the little dance you just. Did. <laughs> I know most of that yeah. choreography. Oh, think of me. Um, all right, so I have a recommendation here on not just like I don't know if you've Google if you've seen like what 
wastelands the Olympic venues become like in um, you can Google it. You can, you can go see like all the countries that have built these venues and then what they've become like. Uh, it's like I, shopping malls in Northeast Ohio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like uh, like down in Akron or whatever it is. They're like skate parks now or whatever, or meth labs. Yeah. Uh, but but or Amazon distribution. Here's my thought. Let's stop rotating this Olympics around the globe to a city. Wrestling. You're in Greece always. Like, that's that's where you go. Wrestling is always in Greece. Greece, you're responsible for the wrestling venue. Track and field. Los Angeles. You will always be in Los Angeles. That's the global hub of track and field Olympic battle. Um Badminton, probably China. I don't know. <laughs> By the looks of yeah, it, somewhere in they Asia, they fucking crush it. Just put yeah. it there. Or like table uh, ping tennis, pong oh too. Ping pong, the Korea. same thing. Uh, table, table tennis, tennis. Yeah. going to Korea. But give everybody a little piece of this thing, right? And and, and let them fight it out. Let the let the Olympic Committee figure out where they're supposed to go. But based on like history, tradition, everything else, let the original six or whatever it is, like whatever the marathon. Put that fucker run the right trail, in the, the goddamn route. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You should not screw with that. Put that exactly where that 26.2, whatever, three, I don't know. Two. <laughs> uh, put it where it happened. Put put wrestling in Greece. Put put the original sports where they're supposed where to go. Did, and where would three-on-three basketball have originated from? I think Croatia. <laughs> Some Euro League city, <laughs> some some place with short white guys that can shoot the J, <laughs> can't drive. On the, on the courts of where white men can't jump was filmed. Exactly. I think I don't know. Ask Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Well, you know the next Olympics are in, are in Paris, and uh, surfing is a Olympic sport. Yeah, now, right? that's going to be great. No, down know, in <laughs> down where? Man, you, you know where they're having it? They're going to have the surfing in Tahiti. Yeah. Well, that's my Paris point. That's kind, like, kind of what you're that's saying. The thing though, is, like, yeah, just like, do that every time. Don't do this to the cities. The, the revenue think, is not important to the cities. The revenue will, you know, share the revenue. Share the revenue with the event and make that event world class for the one that you host. I think that's that's the key to this. I, I think that's a cool idea. I just I don't know. I think the coverage would be really difficult because like you don't have enough people. Because now there's like freaking 150 different sports or whatever. There's so many sports. Yeah, it would be really expensive for like NBC to send people yeah, to every single sport. What if you did it in a way that allowed people to watch it? Like if you put the sports in a certain order where you could watch full day coverage. And you could do it over like four weeks instead of two. But we, we also need to get over this obsession with watching sports live. Like we stream every other fucking thing. Like who care? Who cares what the news says? Like the live event starts at eight a.m. <laughs> or the, the 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 Olympic coverage starts at eight a.m. till four p.m. and then stops. Or or you want to watch it from noon until eleven o'clock. But at you night. Would, that's like, fine. But too. you wouldn't be able to watch. Like, how would you feel if they if you just had to watch NFL football games like tape delayed and like you miserable? Were, <laughs> you, you already knew kind of because you wouldn't be able but, to probably avoid the outcome. But let's face it, the Olympics are nothing like. No, the Olympics are like a the NFL. Like a, they pale I will in say that that's one of my biggest. It's a complaint, but you, there's nothing around it. Like, but everything that I've wanted to watch has been at like 4 a.m. You know, and, and like the 
wrestling, you know. Well, besides wrestling, though, what would you want so to watch? So, the U.S. women's soccer team, like, I got, they had one game at 7, but tomorrow I think it's at 5 a.m., their bronze medal match. So, I mean, I could avoid it and not watch it, but that is one unfortunate thing about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know. Yeah, I, I want to watch it live, Mike. Oh, well then, be my guest, Shane. I think Mike. I think you, you have. have I think it. you have some yeah. good ideas, and you know, there's some good like need to work on them There's a some good bit. whiteboard stuff. I think it's not going to happen, but good idea. Yeah, but I really like the fact that you really went out there and put yourself out there. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 willing to fix the Olympics if they, you know, my number is is available. I think they could just email you at uh, what's the cloud penis fart yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, if the Olympic Committee is listening, email us at cutting weight at clownpenis.fart.com and You think they're busy right now? I doubt it. There's somebody. There's some intern down there working. They're listening. They're working on their resume. <laughs> Trying to get some sweet gig as an intern for us. I really, I, I, I really think there's some goodness to making the uh, that hub and spoke idea of like the you know the sports stay in their sponsored state and, and the sports could move, but the cities stay the same, right? Like. But then you'd have to do like different venues. Like you couldn't move too many because you'd need certain venues for certain sports. Yeah, but like you know, an arena is an arena, so you could do you know you could do you know, like topless motocross in like just about any state. Lithuania is really good at that. That's a sport. You could do it in Azerbaijan. When, is, when does that one start? Tomorrow. I saw an Azerbaijan athlete, and I thought of you. I can't remember what sport it was, but they did well. Well, that was that's a good example of like America's like uh, you know lack of interest in anything else that goes on outside of the United States. But like Azerbaijan and Armenia had like a title bout for a gold medal in Greco-Roman like wrestling. That's those two countries are at war, <laughs> and two guys from both of their armies wrestled each other. Like, that should be primetime TV. I mean, you need to market the hell out of that. I think that's interesting as hell. And, and nobody fucking cared. It was no, like, but, it, like, wrestling in general is a tough sell to the American populace, let alone people that aren't even American wrestling in that. There's just so many niche sports. Like, there, there's sports that, like, I, like you said, like, I, I didn't even know they were sports. And they're in the Olympics and, you know, the networks are going to always go where the money's at, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, that's and so is the IOC be... with the cities. I think that's oh for that's sure. It, it's all a huge money grab yeah. for everybody. There's so many greased palms going on there. Yeah, I think it's the shadiest fucking group. Mm-hmm. The International a... Olympic Committee is the shadiest fucking type of organization mm-hmm. in the world. I think that's the next uh, event that I could qualify in is greased palms. Grease palms. <laughs> like what is that? I don't even know that sport. Explain it to me, Mike. I think it's just I grease up my palm and I go to town. <laughs> Have you been practicing? <laughs> Not whatever. <laughs> on on myself, and we see what kind of we see what we see comes what up comes out of that. I'll see what. Uh, Let's see if Shane's editing works this week. <laughs> but I see it's gonna be. That might be a time take a break right now. <laughs> it's gonna be an opaque metal. Speaking of metals that have things on them, there's a story we could tell. You gonna put that metal in your mouth? You know what I'm talking about. When Shane Shane bit the metal. Oh god. <laughs> Shane bit the metal. I don't remember what you're talking about. Have we ever talked about this? No. Mike's Mike's greasy palm metal is it? <laughs> I thought we talked about this. Moving on. Oh, I feel like that needs to be told. <laughs> Listeners, we've got a real treat here. We discovered the next great Olympic sport is what I used to call the circle game, right? Where you say, you know, 
uh, Shane, oh my gosh, my knee's killing me. Would you take a look at it? And you've got oh, you got you know, you got your finger in a in a circle there. Um, I thought it was a circle game, it, and I, the rules go as anything below the waist is free game. Sure. Um, your friend looks at the circle. You get to punch him. All right. You have to wipe it. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why either. Just the rules. It was I don't just know like why. a game. I just like... like cover up the tracks. But I just we just discovered that Jim's <laughs> side of the family calls this eating the meat. Jim, take it from here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's the same exact game. You guys know the rules, but I, I I didn't know about it until I was probably you know maybe like sixth grade or something. And me and uh, me and some of my me and my dad, my brother, and like some uncles, we went up to and my grandfather went up to a Notre Dame game. And we had we rented like a conversion van to go up there, so we could all like, you know, fit. And uh, somehow that game started. And like my uncle and my two uncles who weren't related, like you know, they were like uncles or brother-in-laws by marriage, started doing that. And then my one uncle referred to the game as eat, eat the meat. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know like where that. Game, I don't know if they had a different rule that if you lost like something bad it had to happen. But uh, that that's what it, like you know that's what we called it. Um, <laughs> you got it. So I never told my friends that. Like this is probably the first time this has ever really been out. <laughs> so so something you, something you should probably should just keep for yourself yeah, forever, yeah. Jim. So, yeah, but w- what we have all ultimately decided is that that's the next great Olympic sport is going to be <laughs> the circle game, 2028 just, in LA. It's just four guys. I want, I want golden eat the meat in 2024. <laughs> I think you've got a shot. You got to get a shot as anybody. That, that would be so one. funny if there was competitive eat the meat. You know, like how would you, how would that even go? Like how could you ever trick someone? I mean, why I think, isn't Joey Chestnut in the Olympics? It would have to be like if you're doing competitive eat the meat. It would have to be over like <laughs> yeah, we're three, calling it eat the meat now. Yeah, it, it, all right. It would have to be competitive eat the meat. It would have to be over like four days, and it would have to be not in an arena, but just like out in public. Right. Exactly. Like a just be like eight random guys from (laughs) all over like they set up loose in a city 196 different countries in the world yes all get set loose in a city in tokyo like there's a 200 guys in tokyo (laughs) running around now trying to get you to eat the meat and i i right now ioc (laughs) i will volunteer to commentate that right now okay look at them all right we've got uh all right jim ayers from the united states is uh approaching Hideki Matsuyama from Japan right now. He's got the he's got his hand ready. He's gestured. Circle. That's a full circle below the waist. He saw it. He's out. He's out. He's out. He just ate the meat. He ate the meat. The returning world champ just so long, Matsuyama. <laughs> it's gonna be a long ride back to the land of the rising sun for that one. Oh, day, day a, one, he's gone. <laughs> that's a tough loss. He looked. Dir- Let's see that in replay. <laughs> he looked directly right. at the circle. It was hidden on his left hip. All right, hard- so, so he pretended like he was reaching for his wallet. Circle. Matsuyama looked directly at it. Oh, I think he. I think Jim said. 
Oh God, I forgot my wallet in Matsuyama. That when he made the fa- fatal mistake, he looked directly at a human being gesturing for his wallet that he just said he forgot, and he paid the price. The meat was there, and Matsuyama ate it. Maybe, maybe in four years you'll have another chance. You loser, eat the meat. He's going to have plenty of meat for that long plane trip back home. Enjoy the sushi, Matsuya. This is getting kind of racist. (laughs) You know, maybe we should stop that. All right. Lay off the sushi and keep eating that meat. I just snorted. That was funny. All right. (laughs) Eat the meat. The first time I heard you snort. (laughs) Eat the meat. The next Olympic great game. That would be so good. <laughs> that would be good. And I, I, I uh, yeah, I volunteered to, to, to officiate that. Yeah, I want, I want the guy from Dodgeball, like <laughs> winner. <laughs> On the referee, the referee like pops out. He's like, yeah. behind, he's like behind the bars. The bars are like, winner. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> All right, next topic, Shane. Good luck transitioning to this one. I'm not sure how we transition from that to Simon Miles uh, and Olympic mental health. <laughs> but uh, Mike, you were talking about you know we all know recap for anybody that hasn't been paying attention. Simone Biles was you know part of the U.S. team event in the gymnastics. She did like one vault. She couldn't feel herself in the air call apparently it's called the twisties and said like hey i'm done i, I you know i'm not ready to do this and right. you guys go on without me and they did great they went on and got silver without her um she did come back and do like a week it was a week later she did the individual beam and took got a bronze you know good for her but that you know she was supposed to be the face of the whole olympics and you know all this pressure on her and you know she just kind of said like it, it was just too much and i can't couldn't handle it at the time and it was better for me to just take a break. Yeah, I mean, so what I'm, what I'm trying to figure out and what I'm grappling with here in my mind is like as someone who um is you know has has it deals with like, you know, mental health issues or whatever is look, I fully recognize the importance of mental health. I understand the importance of athlete safety i also understand the history of women's gymnastics and the pressure that's been put on these athletes and what they've endured in the history of that of that particular uh regime in united states olympic history i mean you're talking about a population of athletes that that endured mass like sexual assault all in an effort to including Simone Biles. All in an effort to win. Like so I I I honestly don't know I just thought it was a topic that was interesting because one, on on the one hand you have the non-vaxxers who think <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying there's correlation? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I hate to say that, but like on the one hand you have Everyone who thinks like, oh my God, we're losing our edge, we're normalizing, quitting, we're doing this. And on the other hand, I'm thinking like, well, hang on, wait a second. Like, this this is an awakening of um, of the importance of mental health and everything else. 
and I'm struggling to find out where this goes because I don't I I don't know the difference between quitting for the for good reasons and quitting and I, my my concern is that the youth of the world will not understand the difference between quitting for for the right reasons or quitting for the wrong reasons and and i i i'm 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 using the words improperly no but i, I mean i know what you're saying like i think uh it's a tough situation because simone biles is such a like elite athlete you know and she's looked up to by thousands if not millions of people around the world for what she's accomplished and her skills and everything that she's done so for her obviously she made a decision like she didn't feel that she could compete because it wasn't right for her at that time whether it was you know for, for whatever reason she had and then you have you know little kids looking up to that seeing her saying i i didn't feel i could do this and deciding to pull herself out of the event and then these kids maybe then think that i know i think what you're getting at is like it could make quitting easier for kids that in certain situations it's probably the right thing to do in other situations you have to find a way to maybe like push through things you know yeah, so right. i i do understand where that could be confusing for a young athlete who looks up to someone and trying to decide like when's you know that's a great question like when's the right time to realize like i, I can't do this anymore or i shouldn't do this um yeah. and i think it's different for everyone you know i think um that you know it's, it's hard to say because you can't you can't say I can't say when the right time for you to quit something, Mike, is, you know, because I'm not in your position. I'm not in your head. I don't know what you're going That's through. It. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now like, it's just Shane and Tony. <laughs> but I think it's one of those things. It's so personal, you know, yeah. and uh, that's a good way to look at I, it. I, I get it that it's, you know, you've heard it like you don't want to worry about like, you know, you've heard the probably the term like the pussification of our country. I get that. And I do think, you know, in certain situations and probably many situations, like we've become soft in certain ways, but at the same time, like I'm in no position to judge when someone else should or shouldn't compete. Yeah. Um, and I think every, every con, you know, decision like that needs to be individual. So it, it's, a, I don't think there's a right answer to that question, you know? Yeah, I guess, I mean, it's gotten a lot of attention and, and I think people have, you know, responded in a you know very tribal you know, way obviously folks have <laughs> yeah. folks have obviously gone to the Simone Biles side of this and I think rightfully so I mean I think I think we are talking about sports right we are talking about sports but I, I guess my my bigger question is like well yeah I mean discomfort is the place for growth discomfort is the yeah. place for um, but we're talking about in this instance, we're talking about an athlete who was at the top of her game for the last, uh, I don't know, eight years, 12 years, whatever it was. I mean, we're not talking about like, we're not talking about a kid who's playing in the dirt in little league. We're talking about a, an athlete that has made a mature decision at the height of her game and said, you know what? I mean, and, and I guess that the other, you know what? I'm not going to go on. But is this burnout? Is it like it, it? Was it just simply that? Was it just simply like I don't know? I don't, like I think you have to look. You like I think when you're looking at the, like each situation individually, like you, you kind of have to look at the track record of that athlete. I mean, she was she was the best 
you know, arguably maybe the best female gymnast of all time. And maybe she earned the right to be able to determine when she could, you know, compete or not. And if you have someone like you're, say you're coaching a kid in wrestling or any sport for that matter, and like he's constantly just, you know, coming up with excuses and this and that, like I think there's a different situation. So you kind of have to handle everything differently. I think from her perspective, she earned the right to be able to say, I, I'm not ready. I can't do this. You know, and the one and the one facet of her situation is that what she's trying to do is like so extreme. Like if she's not in the right state, focus like well, she can land her dangerous. head and break her right. neck. Yeah, like it's right. it's very dangerous. Like, but there's just so many layers to it, and you guys have touched on most of them. But I don't know. What do you? I know. I'm sure you have some thoughts, Tony. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I understand the debate that, that you're having, Mike, and and it's at what point do you push through adversity versus you know what point is it really like this is detrimental uh, to to continue to go on? I, I actually I think the Simone Biles thing is actually a pretty easy one. I, I don't I don't know how it got to that point, but pretty clear to me she did the right thing. Like her scores were going to hurt the team. Like I don't think they would have got the silver medal if she wouldn't have. She didn't do the all around, and an American won the all around. Like she got out of the way. You know, I, I, to me, it's 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 pretty clear she did the right thing. It didn't hurt anyone. I mean, it's pretty uh, selfless if you think about yeah. it. Yeah, she, she could have been selfish. In there and and like, well, what if I pull it off and I do good? You know, good for me. But if not, it screws the team. Um, and I don't know. I, I when I saw her get the the bronze in the in the in the balance beam. I mean, what a great story to tell your kids. Like, you know, this person was at the lowest of the low. You know, a few days ago. And they did get back up, and they 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 fought through it, and then they got a bronze medal. Like just to get back on the beam was impressive to me. Like, I know when I was watching it, I was I was a little emotional, a little choked up seeing her out there. I think um, it, yeah, it's a matter of kind of perspective. Like you could probably spin the story either way. Like mm-hmm. it's a story of you know resurgence and fighting through, and you know kind of getting back to where you were, or you could take the other route and just be like, this person quit. Mm-hmm. And I mean. If you don't want to get the vaccine, that's fine. But I understand. That. It's just a lot of lot of Johnny JVs out there who you know like yeah, saying she's not. It's, it's easy like. for people to make judgments on people when they're sitting at home on their couch in the living room, drinking a beer, watching the Olympics. You yeah. know, like unless you've been there, like that's kind of what I talk about. Like unless you've been there, been through it, and know exactly what that person's going through, you. You have no right to judge someone. That's why it was cool. You caught in the interviews with Michael uh, Phelps, <clears throat> kind of talking about that and his whole, th- you know, he's struggled with mental health and and being able to do things at certain times and the, and dealing with all the pressure. You know, being supposed to be the face of the Olympics and you know he, he was able to do it, but he said it was the pressure was just crazy and he, he's broken down at times and you know his, his whole thing was it's it's okay to not be okay. For I can't day, I can't imagine the stress for, on those guys. You know, I mean. On the on the big sports that are highlighted, like the the guys are like playing ping pong, like you know whatever. <laughs> but like, but those big you know sports that are highlighted by the networks and that they're you know quote unquote the face of the United States for a three week period, you know you're carrying a huge weight on your shoulders, and you know I, I give credit to anyone that does it. Especially the ones that have done it and succeeded. Well, and the thing is, even with the ones with success, the post-success, like, has driven people to suicide and their suicidal thoughts and depression. And that's how you look at Michael. That's how do you ever 
emulate that high, you know, from winning those medals and, and succeeding, it's like, you can never do that again. And you now have this huge void that you create. I think that goes like with a lot of probably yeah. professional athletes. Like you're living that life for so long and then that's gone and you're just a, a normal guy kind of. And it's like, you can't get it back. I think for a lot, not even athletics, but just like any kind of high stress Mm -hmm. type of job. I mean, I'm sure you've seen that in military situations where like guys go and do deployments and they get back and try to be normal Joe Blow, like with their family and stuff. And it's not, it's not easy because it's, you've been through so many different challenges and super, super high intense stressful situations that it's like, you can't function. Yeah. I I think the situation I liken it to is like, there were, you know, there were, pretty serious circumstances that we found ourselves in in combat quite a quite a bit and it was you know guys outside the wire and and bad weather and injuries and we couldn't you know i was not comfortable in my ability to go fly to go get to go get them at the time and you know you're leaving those guys in a pretty bad situation and you know you have to be you know extremely you know true with yourself it's like look i look, I'm either going to go out there and, and get you and come back, or maybe I go out there, get you, and I kill everybody on board. Like, that's a pretty serious situation. And thankfully, you know, I think we're talking about Simone Biles and sports and everything else, and, like, we can take all this with a grain of salt. But the truth is, like, it is hard to, you know, it, it, whether or not you're, you know, Dave Grohl performing for, you know, thousands of people on a weekend, like, that's that's – like opio that's that's an opioid yeah, like you, you for gotta the have soul. your a game every second yeah. yeah and then when that's gone like it's all it's like yeah. it is like drugs it's like the serotonin to turn the, to something like else. dopamine like it's so high how do you ever match that again and i think that's why a lot of people do turn to those drugs that i think that points that. to the yeah. strength of her decision is like look i'm not at my best i don't need this um and i'm gonna allow the rest of my team to succeed and compete to the best of their ability and i you know unfortunately i'm in the situation that i'm in and i'm confident enough in my you know in my my past and my present and i i'm making this decision and i'm i'm walking away at this point and i think that's i think that is something worthy of recognition and and i think most for the most part people have made the appropriate response yeah and i, I think that's my i kind of want to bring this up to you guys that's kind of why I want to keep this podcast going, and I bug you every week to do this. I'm really concerned what would happen to you guys if you didn't have the high of this podcast on a weekly basis. <clears throat> what would happen? I mean, you get, exactly. you get this keg right here. You could just drink it all in one night, and we never see you again. I have. This is like the fourth keg. <laughs> he lied about that. Yeah, no, I do that every week. He's going to do that regardless, Shane. <laughs> Yeah, that's not that's nothing to do with the podcast. That's not, that's, podcast that's not, related. That's not an issue. It's not because you missed the podcast. He, he's, he's the Simone Biles of podcasts. He can he can move on. I can walk worry. away at any time, but I but you know I continue to to jump on this uh, this beam here and and bring it. Um, all right. Well, great. We've we've delved into mental health here. We've talked about the Olympics. Um, talked we've had some Guardians. differing opinions about it. We've talked about the Guardians. Yeah. Talked about the, I'm ready to talk, talk about, about eating the meat. <laughs> we talked about the next great Olympic Did sport, eating the meat. If somebody just jumped in, eat the meat as an Olympic sport is not what you think. Although I think that would be a good Olympic sport as well. That might also as well, right. Um, okay, 
ready to talk about something else that's been just burning in my soul here recently. And it's about something that you, something that everyone else loves, but you don't particularly find even likable. Like, um, I, I'm not going to give an example because I want to hear everyone's honest, honest opinion. I didn't. Uh, yeah. What What is something that that everyone else around you absolutely loves, but you cannot bring yourself to even enjoy it? I have a couple in in the holster here. And I'm real, I'm Why don't you go first, Mike? Give me, give us, give Tony. Like Shane's probably been oh, thinking I'm, about this. I'm for, ready. I can go. Tony's got. Yeah. Right. So like, <laughs> I, let me, let me. Tony's like, no problem. So, right yeah. here. No, like I'm a picky eater, so it's this is an easy one for me. But like, gu- guacamole, mayonnaise, <laughs> uh, ranch, like mayonnaise. Wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. Like some. Yeah. So you just, you just named my top three favorite <laughs> yeah, things. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and when I, I saw, just yeah. ate a bowl of guacamole and mayonnaise. Combined. Yeah, I mean, you mean guacamole mayonnaise or guacamole and mayonnaise? And what if you threw oh, ba- if you threw bacon in no, it? No, guacamole because <laughs> bacon makes everything better. Yeah, we know that. I try it. Uh, <laughs> Melissa has never been more terrified when you and I changed the oil in the garage. Like Tony's gonna eat with us. She's like, I thought you said he was a picky eater. I'm like, I here. We, I don't even know what we ate that night, but Tony just pushed it away. Here, I, I'll just make guacamole. Um, we ate nope. lots of guacamole. No and mayonnaise. Por favor. We just gave him a bowl of mayonnaise. Respect. That was a mistake. Yeah, out of respect, I would have eaten. <laughs> respect. Here's here's one, and I'm even embarrassed. I I'm not embarrassed because I feel strongly about it. And my condolences to the to the folks out there, the listeners, but. And, and this isn't like me, but... Mike's really stressing over yeah, this. Yeah, this is... This is I can't bring myself to like the Foo Fighters. I can't, I can't do it. I think they're like a rung above Nickelback. I don't, I don't like most of their songs. Sonic Highways was a phenomenal show. I love that show, and I love like what they did with it. And but I, you, they, you love Dave Grohl. And I do, because I know, he's, a, he's a phenomenal he's human amazing. being. He's amazing, but that's and, why it's probably hard for you. And live, it must be like um, a probably completely different experience. But what I hear on the radio, what I hear on Apple Music, whatever, I can't just, I just can't, (laughs) I can't bring myself to like, I can't bring myself to like the Foo Fighters. And I'm sorry, I apologize to everyone out there, big Foo Fighters fans. My answer to this question is is similar (laughs) and actually goes to Apple Music. Do you remember when you got like a new iPhone at some point? And there was a band. Their album was automatically downloaded on everybody's iPhone. I can't stand you too. I, sp- oh. <laughs> I specifically cool. can't stand Bono. Nope. The guy just Vanessa. R- nope, Vanessa doesn't hear oh, this. God. I've, I've told her this before. That guy just rubs me the wrong way. He seems like he just loves himself all, so much because of all of his like charitable yeah. contributions. He's just, too, he's just he, too giving. But he just tells you. About, <laughs> I hate that. But he has to just I tell I, you about how look, awesome he is. I said I didn't like the music. Dave Grohl, cool dude. This is a personal attack on Bono. Yeah, I think I think Bono just does it because he loves himself and wants to talk about it. it just, is that what he told you? Yes. <laughs> That's my Bono. personal opinion, and I'm allowed to have that opinion, aren't I, John? You can. I think. If you had to fight that battle in court, you would lose badly. <laughs> I think Bono is a good humanitarian. No. He hates <laughs> against me. Well, here's, 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 humanitarian. Here's, here's, a question. here's a question, though. So, say he saves a million people in Africa. If he's doing it to make himself feel better, does that still make him a bad person? No, probably doesn't. Okay, so there. 
at any rate, who, <laughs> who cares what his like reasons are? He's helping people. I just don't like him. That's fine. He's smug. Okay. I mean, <laughs> wow. This is a, yeah. Yikes. I didn't know you felt that strongly. I, I, I can't I wait do. to talk to my wife about this. I, I've talked to her about it. Well, no, I don't she think knows. I don't think she knows the, the depth of your hatred. She thought it was the music. Now you're talking about Bono. <laughs> now you're talking about his actual like humanity. It, it makes me not even like his music because I just sound like, like a really bad person. Wow. All right. So I'm. I mean, I haven't. I wish I had some more time to think about this. Like the first thing that pops in my head is White Claw. Like I never want to, never ever want to drink one of those in my life. I feel yeah. like uh, who who's the guy from Parks and Rec? Like Andy? No, like the Ron, or Ron, um, Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. Swanson. I feel like I feel like I have a Ron Swanson view of White Claw. It's like it's if it's not bourbon or like a porterhouse steak. It's I will not drink it because it does not contain fat and meat. That's pretty good. And the alcohol really content is below eight point four percent. And I also so my musical thing and it doesn't have to be music. No, it's but like, like this popped yeah. in my head too though. Could be Vanessa's wildflowers. Uh, <laughs> Vanessa, but forgive I, me. But I love your wildflowers. I'm not even sure if everyone else loves them though. So <laughs> Yeah, good point. They're, they've they've bloomed beautifully, <laughs> just really FYI. Did. So nice. so it, it turned out well. But the musical um artist who I feel like everyone loves. And I just I don't hate him, but I'm just like I don't get it. Like it's not that good as Chris Stapleton. I never Ooh. I never really liked Chris Stapleton. I like, like I got I got I had gotten offered tickets like five times in the last week. He has, he's playing at Blossom tomorrow night. Does he not just have a good voice though? Like, no, he does, but I just I don't know. I just I'm not into him. I don't know. What about Tennessee whiskey? Yeah. No, I like Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> okay, all right. You just don't like when Chris Stapleton sings about it. <laughs> but I like the David Allen Co version better. I yeah, I all right. Well, we've we've talked about it. That's a great uh that's a great summation here. So, anything else? Shane, let's go around the table one more time. What else? I, I wasn't prepared for another one, Mike. All right. Um Vodka, love it or no? Hate I hate it. gin. If you want to talk about liquor, who likes gin? Gin is disgusting. No, if you're not gin. 75 in English, who likes <laughs> it? Gin I think Gene Simmons loves gin. <laughs> he wrote a song about it called Gin. He doesn't even. Drink. He's over 75, and I think he no, has he English. doesn't drink. That's he true. Doesn't drink, yeah. Um, another food one I hate. It. I hate pickles. I think you guys all know that. I think pickles is like I don't think everyone loves them. The no, I don't think. Let's so, take yeah. it another direction. What's something that you love that everyone else hates? Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting spin on that, Mike. Yeah. We're gonna have to edit this. How about things out. that I love that my wife hates? <laughs> <laughs> That's an episode. Yeah, that's something that I was gonna say. We should I, bring your wife on and discuss that. She she she's been talking about it. We still we still are talking about getting the ladies on for one of these episodes. That yeah, be- Melissa Melissa would be a good guest. Uh, all the ladies would be a good guests. We got the we got uh, maybe Melissa or and V. Maybe get them all together. You know who's been bugging me to get on here to be a guest? Adrian. Adrian. Adrian's been bugging me. I'm like, well, you're leaving at the end of August, so if you want to make this happen, mm, yeah. She, I think she feels a little bit of FOMO when it comes to this. She wants to jump. She wants to jump to the straight to the front of the line. She, yeah, she wants. She wants to get the fast pass. 
Oh well, wow. okay. So well, maybe we'll discuss this. Yeah, we can we can talk offline. I mean, we can have our people talk to her sense. person. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, before I said the Foo Fighters, I was going to say the missionary position it was something that everyone else loves that I that I don't care for that much. But uh, yeah. there's some positions that I prefer, <laughs> and there's ones that I like better than that. But I it's still, it's yeah, still, I mean, they're, still, all, they're all pretty good. I could take it or leave it. I mean, Look, I'm not going to... all the things in the world, I'm it's not, not going to turn it down. <laughs> it's like pizza. I mean, I'll take a slice. Is pizza ever bad? Yeah, even the worst missionary is still pretty good. It's better than grease palm. <laughs> another another up-and-coming sport. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Shane, I don't let's, know what our time is, but we've got to be pretty long yeah, in the tooth out. here. So hey, um, it's good to be back, guys. Though it's, it this is. is fun. This is one hundred percent too long away from each other. Long, but um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, the boys of summer have enjoyed uh, having this uh, chat with you here tonight. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's time to drop your asses off and chirp out. So have a great uh, rest of the week, great weekend, and uh, have, have a, a good, good safe summer. Home.